You must think I'm some kind of dummy, huh? Actually, I think you're kind of terrific. Get out of here. Hi everyone and welcome to One True Pairing, aka OTP. I'm Marissa. And I'm Erica. And today we are so motherfucking excited. Oh we have been looking forward to this episode since we started the podcast. We were told no time and time again. But today we will talk about our actual OTP. We have purse fucking beer, guys. <laughs> but before we do that. Yeah, before we do that, we do have some news for you. Um, although OTP has been a bundle of fun for almost a whole year, ah, a long time. Um, this episode is going to be our last one. We know, we know, you guys are all as sad as we are about this. Insert whatever sad-faced emoji you want to <laughs> use. Um, or puking emoji, poop emoji, any feelings you have. Poop emoji is good, we too. We accept all your feelings. Um, but because this is our last episode, we get to do whatever the fuck we want. Yes! Uh, no rules, motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so here's how it's gonna go down on this wild, wild west of an episode. Pew, pew. We're just gonna chat. We're gonna talk. We're gonna get real deep, like two white guys on a podcast about nothing. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna talk about our favorite thing, which we'll get to. I'm not even gonna say it yet because <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> and then we're gonna play a game. A greasy game. Yeah. Good hint. <laughs> we need the pun. We need the pun. Don't, okay. Don't. We're nothing without puns. We are nothing without puns. Um, And then we're gonna we're gonna play a game and blah blah goodbye. Sorry guys, (laughs) that was rude. Um, All right, let's start our our fuck it we're canceled chat. (laughs) All right. How are you, Boo? What are you doing for the holidays? (laughs) I am going to Puerto Rico. What? Oh, I knew that. This year is my ten year anniversary. (laughs) And Ron and I booked a trip, and we are going to stay in San Juan, and we got a beautiful—I picked our beautiful Airbnb. I did. He sent me some options, and I was like, ooh, this one is close enough to the beach that we can walk there, but it's not so close to the beach that if some assholes decided they wanted to have a beach party, we couldn't sleep. So That's fair. We're flying in the day of our anniversary, and we're going to do a yunque, do a nice little hiking trip mm-hmm. in the rainforest. The day we land, we're just going to do a straight-up beach day. Have you been there before? To Puerto Rico? I know you have family, but I don't know how often you've been there. <laughs> I haven't been in a long time. Okay. I shouldn't so make don't that give me face. Attitude. I know, I shouldn't make that I shouldn't <laughs> make that face. It's been a long time. I had not know was like you went once when you were little or like you go all the time. I haven't been to Puerto Rico since I was 16. Okay, shut your face. It's but. been a long time. <laughs> so I I fuck you guys. Um, it's been so a you while. Have a lot of catching up to do. We have a lot of catching up yeah. to do. We're going to explore old san juan we're gonna do a lot of walking my fitbit's gonna get a workout nice anywho's all right that was our catch-up i think that's good i think so well one more are you reading anything or anything we want to talk about (gasps) i just started red white and royal blue and it's so good guys okay if this is the last book we get to talk to you about this is it it's so good it is so this is a debut from casey mcquiston and it's about the son of the first female president and the second prince of England. So he's like the spare. And it starts off where they um, have like an international incident at a wedding. They get in kind of a fight. And so they have that was to. the best thing ever. <laughs> for PR purposes, they have to make up and be friends. And so they have to like start this friendship. And of course, romance ensues from there. And I keep pitching it to people as like, because hit, um, 
I think his name's Alex. Yes. Yeah. He's the son of the first female president and his sister and um, their best friend all live in the White House. Yes. And the best friend is the daughter of the vice president. So, like, they're all, like, part of all the campaigns. And it's, like, if um, Freeform had a show, like, set in the White House about, like, young 20-something-year-olds, like, it's just that fun and cool. Like, I want to – I would totally watch a show just about them. But then Henry is really cute, too. Henry is adorable. I just came off of reading a romance that I didn't love mm-hmm. that I will not name because I'm not rude. <laughs> and I feel like this book is doing all of the things that that book really wanted to do. Yes. Where this is like, it's fun. It's fresh. It's hip. The mm-hmm. language makes sense. These like they sound like people their age. Yes. And it's. I, I can't wait until I hit the romance between Alex and Henry because I know it's that so that's coming. good. And I, I don't want to spoil it because you haven't read it, but this isn't too much of a spoiler. Like, part of the way they fall in love is over email. And I love, like, that section of their emails back and forth is just so good. They have such good banter and such good... I, I, this well, they is, have good banter at the beginning. They do, yeah. But over email, it's, really, it's almost like if, like, in Hamilton, if Alexander Hamilton and uh, um, Aaron Burr had, like, sexual tension. They didn't? Well, yeah, okay. It's like ah, the sexual ah, tension they had. <laughs> it me funny. It's great. Anyway, everyone should read it. It comes out in May, I believe, of 2019. All right, so now that we've talked about books we love, let's talk about the, the best movie, best movie ever. of all time. There's Oof. never been a better movie. Um, Literally everyone in this room needs to stop snorting about this <laughs> because it is the best goddamn movie that has ever fucking been made. Okay, and we will... Okay. We'll no, I will die on this No, I, I will too, but we'll just say it. It is. Grease 2. <laughs> now, we know that's going to cause problems. Some of I you, don't care. Some of you have never seen it, which, shame on you. Yeah, Some seriously. of you have seen it and apparently are blind and deaf. Some of you are going to say... <laughs> Why are you p- picking this? Yeah, we're going to say, shut up and listen, we'll tell you. Um... Let's start with Greece. Obviously, it's the original. What yes. are your general thoughts on Greece? Greece is a classic. Yes. I mean, Sandy and Danny, obviously, kind of, they're, they're the impetus of this entire, like, 1950s sock hop kind of fun romance. Mm-hmm. And I don't ship their relationship just because she felt like she had to not just change, but fucking tart it up, like, nobody's yes. business in order to be Danny Zuko's girl. Yes. And all of you know at the end of the movie when she walks out and she's like tell me about it stud and she's got her red heels and the tight pants and the off the shoulder black top her big hair but she looks smoking good. she looks amazing she looks olivia newton john yeah. is i mean damn thumbs up <laughs> but he like throws off the sweater and it's like oh look danny zuko never actually changed right. and you know you don't see the behind the scenes like i think if he were really to change besides looks like I don't know. Did his grades improve? Yeah. Did he stop being a dick to people? Yeah. Like, he's a dick. Not that the guys in Greece 2 are not no, also No, so dicks. that's the thing. We will, I will be the Beck first giving to say me total side eye. that not all of Greece 2 has aged well at all. Nope. But I would argue that the central character or the central couple is much easier to root for. Oh, 1,000%, yes. And the ways they change are much more positive. Yep. So, okay. We will get into it. So, Greece 2, the plot is that... So Michael Carrington is a new student at Rydell. He's our hero. He moves um, to the to the town from oh, I don't know England, wherever. He's British. Yes, he's so an adorable British. British accent. He's played by 
Maxwell Caulfield. Yes. Which is a great name for a British actor. Yeah, like that could have been his name in the movie. It really it could have been. Um, and he is Sandy's cousin. And so Frenchie greets him as he gets off the bus and is going to like show him the ropes of Rydell and help him out. Which is great. And then our our heroine is Stephanie Zanoni and she is the leader of the Pink Ladies. As this she is like, should be. This is like two years after um, Greece, the original Greece happens. So all new, all new students basically. And... The pink ladies are still fun and fabulous. Yep. The T-Birds are now into motorcycles, so they've changed from cars to, like, motorcycle gangs. Um, and Stephanie used to date the leader of the T-Birds, Johnny Nagarelli. Johnny Nagarelli! <laughs> Who says Paschetti, which I forgive him for. Um. <laughs> I, I don't forgive him for that. I'm not even Italian. That's just garbage. And... So we should talk about just, like, the casting of the movie really quick because it's ridiculous. So Michelle Pfeiffer plays... Stephanie Zona. Yep. So I sh- I could stop there. She's amazing. This is like her first. It's not her first role, but it was her first breakout role. Maxwell Caulfield went on to be in not a lot. I think his yeah. career kind of. I it, will say his career got a little derailed by Grease too. But yeah. um, they had, in, they had opposite trajectories. He was where, in Empire Records, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where Michelle Pfeiffer's career kind of took off after Grease yeah. too. His did not. Yes. And it's very sad. The original principal and like coach and a few other like original caster and like I said, Frenchie's in it. The secretary, um, crater face, all of a sudden comes back, which is one. He's got a new gang. He's got a new motorcycle gang. Yeah. So basically, he you know is Mealy smitten with her. She says like one nice thing to him, and he's like, "Oh, she's so cute." And he's like, "Frenchie, how do I how do I get with that?" And she's like, "You don't understand. There's a code." And she's a pink lady. He's she's got to be with the T birds like. You're yeah, not a T-bird. He's like, how do, how I, do I become, become a, a T-bird? T-bird? And so he starts helping the other T-birds. Like, he writes their papers for them so he can get money, so he can buy a motorcycle, so he can learn to ride a cycle. That's one of the cutest and scenes. And it is. But what I love about it is he doesn't change who he is. Like, at school, he's still really smart and, like, helps everybody. He plays the piano. He's, you know, athletic. He's just, like, a good all-around dude. But then he learns to ride the cycle, and then he shows up. Like with like big goggles on and mystery rider. the mystery rider and like knocks her out of her bobby socks as Frenchie says because he is the cool rider. Yes. Oh, I skipped that. So the activity that they choose to do because they're all super cool is bowling. So they go bowling. There's yes. an amazing called song called "We're Score Gonna tonight. Score Tonight." That's Allegory set for the bowling sex. alley. It's a really great song. And they're all playing with balls while they're singing the song. Yes, and they're dancing. It's very great. It's great. And after. You know, Johnny's kind of a jerk and, like, wants Stephanie to kiss him because the boys won. And she's like, you're dumb. Get away. And he's like, oh, so no, you're too good for me. She's like, yeah. She's like, I can kiss whoever I want whenever I want. I can kiss the next guy that walks in. And in walks in our friend Michael, who just wants to try to make friends and bowl with people. And so she lays one on him. As she should. As she should. And then, like, laughs and is like, let's eat, ladies. And I was like, that's my spirit animal. And then they leave. <laughs> and then Cool Rider happens. And then he approaches so right. her. There's a talent show that's like a big part of the plot. And so he's playing the piano for the talent show. And they're rehearsing. And he asks her out. And she's like, no, I'm busy. And he's like, what about tomorrow? And she's like, I'm busy. Blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, you just don't get it. And then she breaks into Cool Rider explaining what she wants in a man. And that he can't be just an ordinary dude. He's got to have skin tight leather. want any ordinary guy. Right. It's amazing. And that song is basically my Tinder profile. Like, just go away if you can't relate to it and or be it. I like, mean, <laughs> if you're not cool, if, if he's cool enough, he can burn you through and through. Exactly. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. 
I also have all the lyrics to all of the songs <laughs> in this movie memorized. So that is what makes him realize, okay, I have to learn how to ride a cycle and become one of the T-Birds. So. And that's when he starts charging the T-Birds for yes. turn papers and all that stuff. And he buys his motorcycle and Frenchie's basically like, you're going to fucking kill yourself. Yeah. Like, but this he is does ridiculous. It. He does it. And he becomes really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So he shows up on another night when they're bowling because this is their favorite activity. And the other gang led by uh, Crater, Crater Face, Face like shows up and is trying to cause trouble. And he shows up out of nowhere as the mystery man and like saves the day. And she's just like... Candy's <laughs> drop. Her face is so funny because she's just like so aroused the whole time that yeah. he's like driving around this parking lot and then at the end he approaches her and he's like you want to ride and she's like about to get on a motorcycle with the dude she does not know and then the police come and he has to like vault over the police car it's like it's another amazing. time yes and she's all oh my god he just jumped over the police car what is even happening <laughs> and is just i need to know who this guy she is. she has a lady boner 100 percent. total lady boner so then meanwhile in real world land, she is failing. Like she like it's her English class. her English class. She's like messing up a paper. So he, off- Michael, as Michael, offers to help her. And this is what I love about the way he helps her change, because she isn't like stupid. But he helps her with her paper, and he just helps her like actually improve herself versus yeah. like change who she is. Yeah. And he doesn't. He like makes fun of her throughout the whole movie about grammar, like a little bit. But it's like in a cute way. That's like I'm gonna. You know, this he's is not how patr- you say words. He's not patronizing <laughs> yes. her. He's kind of, he, they sit at the diner. Yeah. And he's oh, explaining to her, like, this is the best way for you to actually comprehend the material that they're yeah. giving you. And this is the way for you to actually communicate what you're comprehending. Yeah, they're talking about Hamlet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, it's cute how he leads her into figuring out what it is that she needs to be writing. Yeah. And you could see them either becoming friends or starting a relationship mm-hmm. then without any of the fuckery around them. Yes. Like without him pretending to be, you know, the mystery writer right. or her changing who she is. It's you more can, yeah. After that moment, you can tell, like, she could consider him as a love interest yeah. anyway. Yeah. But she still has the code and the, all of her friends pressuring her. And he's he is kind of a nerd, you know, quote but unquote, for her. But, he, but he's But he's fucking hot. He is stupid That was the other thing I realized. Like, they're... This is part of the drinking game we'll talk about later. But, like, there are so many moments where he just is smoldering at the camera and he has, like, the prettiest eyes. And I'm just like, how how is he considered nerdy and not attractive in this world? Because he is way cuter than all of the T-Birds combined. He's he's way hotter than Johnny. Like, yeah. Way hotter than Johnny. Yeah. So. Talent show. Talent show. Jump ahead to the talent show. So talent show night arrives. This kind of has to do the holidays. They're the girls. All they're doing a song called "Girl for All Seasons," which is one of my favorite songs. Yes, I have a lot of favorite songs in this movie, but yeah. it is one of my favorite songs because it's basically like I am your ride or die, bitch. Like I will be your lady, whether it's raining, whether it's snowing, whether it's sunny. I don't care. I've got your back. Yeah, it's, it's terrific. But just before the talent show, the T Birds kind of chase Michael down in his like cool rider garb and he does like an insane leap off of a like a crater a crater like a construction site and so they're not really sure if he made it so she thinks he might be dead she's convinced he's dead so but she's like already in love with him like they are they had like another sunset ride that was like really um, romantic and beautiful so she's in love yeah and so she thinks he might be dead and so she um breaks into a different song that no one knows about her love for him and then like envisions him in like biker heaven and they're singing together. It's a little weird, but yeah, if you go with it, it's beautiful. They're all in like silver and white. It's amazing. <laughs> it's very pretty. 
<laughs> You're he's crying because it's so beautiful. He's got a big silver and white motorcycle, and there are, like, clouds around them. And he picks her up, and he, like, and puts he twirls her, her. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Um, and then she wins the whole goddamn talent show based on this impromptu solo that no one else understands. <laughs> and she's crowned the queen of luau. Yes. This is important. We're so, getting to the ultimate ep- portion of this movie. Instead of the fair from the end of the first Grease. They have a luau. They have a luau. Do you want to talk about the luau? Well, the luau is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they get there. They sing Rock a Hula Luau, which <laughs> amuses me. Um, the Cycle Lords show up. This is Crater Faces gang. They start wrecking shit because that's what they do. And then here comes the cool rider. And he saves the day, defeats them again, reveals himself to be Michael. And he and Stephanie are just like, yeah. And the, it's so funny when he re- reveals himself to me, Michael, because all the, like, teachers are like, oh, my God, it's Michael. And they're, like, not concerned at all. <laughs> like, no like there was a big motorcycle gang in the yeah. middle of fucking Luau. And they're just like, oh, Michael. Like, Thanks, Michael. <laughs> um, he gets accepted by the T-Birds. Mm-hmm. Johnny gives him a jacket. They sing. They sing everybody off screen, and it's beautiful and a wonderful And they film. graduate. They do graduate yes. at the end. Which is crazy because... That school is shitty. Like <laughs> they're never in class. They're never in class. They get a sub at one point and they all literally leave. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, Johnny fucking swallows the cigarette to keep from getting caught by the president yeah. the principal because he's smoking in school. Yeah. He swallows it. And the school's like they're dumb. A shithole. Like <laughs> it's awful. The yeah. principal's dumb. The secretary's dumb. Yeah. So the fact that they all graduated is just a miracle in itself. And good for them. And inspirational. This movie is just... It's chock full of amazing, and everyone should be watching this, like, yesterday. Yep. Fortunately, it did not get a great response. (laughs) No. Um, People didn't love it. People didn't love it. Michelle Pfeiffer has said that, like, it was a learning experience because it had very high expectations. It really thrust her into the spotlight, which she was not really ready for. Mm -hmm. But she learned a lot about, like, tempering expectations of things. I think uh, Maxwell was, like this really fucked my career he but had like, the opposite yeah <laughs> but I think people need to give it a second chance I think they're so quick to be like you know it's not the original or yeah. they've never even tried to watch it my roommate last night didn't want to watch it wasn't going to watch it and, and then got sucked in after like the second song and by the middle was like I kind of like this <laughs> because it's the best movie yeah in a lot of ways it's better than Grease when you watch a movie when you watch Grease mm-hmm. and you watch the pink ladies I think the only female in the movie who's even remotely empowered in any way is Rizzo. Yeah. And Rizzo winds up getting slut-shamed right. at several points throughout the movie where a hickey from Kaniki's like a Hallmark card where she's trying to cover up all the bullshit mm-hmm. that he put on her nag and she winds up having to throw her milkshake in his face or yeah. she has sex with him, she's got a pregnancy scare and instead of being supportive, he's kind of a shit, yeah. frankly. She's maybe the strongest female character, whereas you see this movie, you've got Michelle Pfeiffer, who's like, no, I'm not going to settle. I want what I want. Right. I don't care about your rules. You've got Paulette, who's mm-hmm. like, at towards the end of the movie, like, whatever, shut up, Johnny. I am going to be who I am. Yeah. And then you've got Sharon, who's like, oh, you're really trying to trick me yeah. into sex? Shut up, And dude. her her last line in that song, yeah, you were right. He says, like, am I ever going to score? And she's like, it's okay if we just like each other. Like, yeah. You know? So. Like, we don't we don't have to have sex yeah. in order for our relationship to be validated, you dummy. Yeah. The girls, like, the pink ladies in this movie are so much more empowered than mm-hmm. they are in the first film. It's, it's inspiring. It's inspiring to yeah. me. And I think... What it says about us that we like this movie and this couple is that we're not judgmental. 
We're also so cool. <laughs> That's so what cool. it says. It we says are that cool we are writers. So cool. We are the cool writers. <laughs> we, we said this a lot. I like them because they complement each other well. They yes. are very opposites, but like the way they are opposite improves each other Yep. without changing each other. I like, they're fucking beautiful together. Oh my God, they're gorgeous. They would have beautiful babies. Yeah. I like the two of them together because mm-hmm. like you said, they complement each other in really nice ways, even though they're opposites. But unlike Danny and Sandy, they don't feel like they need to change each other right. in such an overt way. They complement each other and they try to help each other be better. As opposed to, no, you need to stop being a greaser. No, you need to stop being a nerd. Yeah. It's like, no, here's some nerdy things that you can do. Here are some greaser things that you can yeah. do. Let's be together in a much more complimentary and healthy fashion. Mm-hmm. They try to make each other be better as opposed to trying to tamp down each other's personalities. Well, I, I managed to make <clears throat> Grease 2 sound smart. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You should be, bitch. So, for I the last sh- time. Let's hold hands. Okay. Do you ship it or skip it? I ship it. I ship it too. Don't cry. <laughs> That's it. We ship it. We ship and it. And we think you should ship it. We think you should. If yeah, you, you haven't totally ever watched it. it, give it a try. I mean, it's on Stars all the time. I'm I have the DVD if you want to come over and watch it with me. If you're going to watch it, I highly recommend that you drink while you watch it. Um, and last night, Karen and I came up with a few great milestones you can drink too. I'm very excited about this because you've been talking about it so, all morning. There are, like I said, it didn't fully age well there are some not great issues um the greasers are very much still kind of sexist and like horny and that shows through so anytime there's like an issue with that you can drink okay so unrequited sexual tension from boys to girls yeah great um anytime they say i have a rep to protect because they say that a lot (laughs) johnny says that a lot johnny says that a lot I think during there's two songs where like it's like a bonus round hardcore. Every time she says "cool rider" and "cool rider." Oh, why do you want people to die? I do. And every time he says charades in his little sad ballad. Oh my god, why do you want people to die? I don't think he says charades that much. But he um, does. the song is called charade. <laughs> he says it a lot. They're bonus rounds if you're not a baby. If you have the liver of like a 90 year old man <laughs> and you're ready to be in your grave. Um. Okay. Anytime. Anytime you just have the realization that Goose is Christopher McDonald, I think is worth a little That's fair. a little sip. And anytime that looking at Michelle Pfeiffer makes you want to get bangs, because she's got nice bangs in this movie. She does have really good bangs. If you liked that idea for a drinking game, you'll love what's coming up next, our game. But first, here's an ad break. So we're going to play We're going to play for a real game. A real game that's inspired by Grease and Grease 2, but specifically by the finale song in the first Grease. Yep. We go together. Um so we have in front of us a variety of nonsensical lyrics. <laughs> Most of the song is nonsensical yes. lyrics. And so we are going to read them to each other and guess if they are actually the lyrics from that song. If we get it right, you'll hear this noise. And if we get it wrong, you'll hear this noise. All right. Do you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Marissa, is this part of the song? Okay. Rama lama lama, kadinga da ding da dung. Yes. Good job. Yay. Chang chang, changity chang, shabab. Yep. Now is it just the song? <laughs> Are you making us sing the song, you bitch? <laughs> okay. Abida do bop 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 bop. Yes. No? Your turn. Why do I get the hard one? I don't know. <laughs> bop, uh, oh my God. 
Bop, 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 skeet, beep, dip, bop, I'm going to cut you off and say no. <laughs> I think you're wrong. Maybe. I think it is. Is it? Bop, 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 skeet, beep, bop, 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 That's not part of it? Yeah. Are you sure? Becky's like, I'm looking at the fucking words. Oh, we're so good. Do ah, do ah, do No, that's not. It's just do ah seven times. So, No. <laughs> you did this just to watch us do this. You are so wrong. That's a no. That's not That's in the no. song, okay. Becky. Your turn. Okay. Um, we're we're oh, you're on dip da dip dip da dip. Wait, hold on. Dip da dip da dip That is correct, and that's what I do with chips. Dip, da, dip, da, dip. Yes. Yeah. Would D, B, D, do, bop, 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 bop. Um, <laughs> yes. No. no. Chang, chang, changity, chang, shabop. Yes. Wop, bop, a loo, bop, a wop, bam, boom. That's a yes. Yeah. Now I have so much more sympathy for the cast getting these fucking lyrics and just Could being you what? Imagine? Not just like saying them out loud, but singing them. Right? Can you do a version that's fuck? Uh, hold on. Just do fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much that's it. That's a good one. Be like, fuckity, 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 fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Watch out for our album dropping next year. <laughs> <sighs> and that's it. That's it. Uh, this has been the last OTP on OTP, the podcast. Now, this is not goodbye for Marissa and I. It's just goodbye for you guys getting to listen to our delicious witty banter. Yes. But this has been the most fun. It's been the best part of, like, my work day. And really, I think the ultimate, ultimate OTP is you and I. Yeah. We are totally the best OTP. I ship the shit out of us. I ship the fuck out of us. And can it be a throuple OTP? And can we ship the shit out of Becky, too? Obviously. I was going to say we're... We'd T-T- be nothing without Becky. Three true friends. <laughs> we would be it's immortalized forever on the podcast. It's true. <laughs> I do um, like that one, TTF. I think we should just take a quick moment to thank everyone at McMillan Podcast. Definitely. Um, Alyssa and Morgan and Michelle and, of course, our goddess, Becky Celestina. Who will need to keep us around forever because yes. she's kind of stuck with us now. Um, you can... <laughs> If this is your first time listening, sorry, but go back because there's so many good episodes. Um, can we do a real quick, like, our fave three episodes? Yes. And fave three games. <laughs> oh, I don't remember all the games. Okay, I think Turkeys or Planets. <laughs> turkeys or Planets was good. <laughs> was great. I think um, our game with Jen of naming uh, naming books. That is one of my favorite yeah. podcasts. Um, that was one of my favorite episodes. The Jen Underland podcast. Total thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, Fuck Mary B. Fuck Mary B. That's a good one. Also from another good podcast from Black Panther. Yeah, That one was also very good. And I'm going to, because I invented it, Brunch Shot Shop was fun. Also good. Okay. Um, So if you need to go back and listen to any of the previous episodes, those would be our our tips. Yeah. Super fun. Tweet at us at Mac underscore podcasts if you want to hear anything else about us or any other Macmillan podcasts going forward. And one last time. Cheers. Cheers. Clink.
One True Pairing is produced by our goddess, Becky Celestina, with support from the amazing Katie Ferguson. Alyssa Martino is our stellar senior editor. To find out more about OTP and all of Macmillan's other awesome shows, visit us at macmillanpodcast.com. That's M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N podcast.com.